report in. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. Red 2 standing by. Red 11 standing by. Red 5 standing by. What's going on, everyone? You are listening to the All Wings Report in podcast. I am your co-host, Vinny. And across from me, wanted in seven systems for selling death sticks, is my older brother, Chris. <laughs> death sticks? Yeah, you like that? Little attack of the clones. Uh, nod. Little nod there. Yep. So we are here today to break down episode nine. Season 2 of The Mandalorian, Chapter 14, The Tragedy. Shortest episode of the season. But the best one. Try and convince me otherwise. You cannot judge the episode by its size, will you? Because this episode was jam-packed with action, uh jaw-dropping moments it was it had a, it had a lot it was a lot i think it's all about how you use it is, is it, that what they said is it true if you don't use it you lose it like the force technically grogu's not using it he's kind of losing it, it. Uh, he's kinda losing it. dude that this episode for me was i don't know it was my favorite definitely of season two but possibly my favorite up to this point that's bold it 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 packed it packed a punch and it had that very classic uh i know we're gonna get into it but i I didn't you didn't you don't you don't see any of that coming i mean the, the whole season's been packed with surprises i think every episode it's almost like they're outdoing themselves but this one had so many things that we didn't expect um i mean listen the the name of the episode is the tragedy so you knew right away that we were in for something that was not going to be good yeah i didn't know and when you watch the episode at the end you're like it's one of two things is the tragedy yeah yeah it has like it probably has like a dual meaning there but i don't know man that there's pro- I think there's probably still going to be some fans who, um, you know, Clone Wars fans and stuff like that. I'm sure the Ahsoka episode is everything for them. I, th- this, this, this just blew me away. The whole season has just kind of like, like just skyrocketed. Like the first episode, long, fantastic, Cobb, Van- Cobb Vanth, and that was great. S- second episode was the spiders. Okay, filler, but we thought maybe this was going to be a filler episode. Well, yeah, I didn't think that they were going to make it to this Tython right away because if you've been following along, typically it takes them time to get places and then we get sidetracked. And the other thing was, you know, knowing we only have eight episodes after episode five, I said, okay, it's going to take them at least an episode to get to Tython. Additionally, we touched on it. You know, Tython has this history from Legends, so I thought maybe it was going to be difficult or hard to get to, or hard, if they did get there, hard to navigate. But as we're going to see, we get there um, we get there right away, very quickly, and uh, I don't know, man. It, I don't know. It just was, it was, I'm, I'm still like blown away. I, I've. You want to do this in, in like a, you want to 
do this in a nice buildup. You just can't word vomit. We have to, yeah, it's, it's, we have to yeah. break, break the episode down. And, and this, this obviously was, will be longer than... This was, the, I'm going to be honest with you, this was the, I was most looking forward to recording this week, more than any other time. Because I thought there was so much stuff to talk about. This really opened up the storyline. They kind of answered some other questions. I feel like they tied up some loose ends. They the the plot thickens again. It's, it's getting it's getting dark. It's also getting a little darker, which I like. I almost felt like it had a slight Empire Strikes Back feel. For like numerous reasons, uh, dude, I'm ready for it. Yeah, you were you you were saying to me when we were texting or talking on the phone earlier, like this is the, this was the best episode, and I'm gonna emphasize on that, and we're gonna get right to it. And and I was like, and I was like, Bo-Katan for me, I was like, Bo-Katan was the best. Then I was like, okay, Soko was the best, and then this one for me, I said, you're right. I I kind of have to now backpedal a little bit because I said I don't care if we don't see Boba Fett. Well. <laughs> We'll get there, but I'm like I don't care if we see this character again. We don't see this character. I don't need a a, a, a sequel. Oh, you know, a, people were talking on the internet that we're gonna get like a spinoff, a, a spinoff of like where he's been. I'm like I don't need it. I don't really. Well, need it. I think that that is actually still. I think it's still happening. Uh, I think it's still very possible they're gonna do that. But I didn't think that we were going to get the introduction in episode one the way we did and we weren't going to see him again. Plus, I kind of hate that I said his slipped and said his name and that like <laughs> we're not going to get there. So I don't... Everybody listening to this point has watched chapter 14. Right. The tragedy. Right. So yeah, just for like you, a, you're not ruining it for anybody. Right. Just for like a... The buildup. Yeah. Just you wanted to kind of hype it up. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. so st- this is almost... I have... My only complaint would be two Star Wars... And I say this, you know, I'm taking this like, you know, almost jokingly, but these recaps every week, they're they're almost, I mean, it's like, it's so on the nose. The second they showed the person, like you heard the noise of the walking and the boot from Tatooine, because we remembered that. I said... From season one flashback. Season one flashback, I said... Boba Fett, did you? Yeah. Right away. Right. Right away, I said, okay, here we go, because the seed was already planted. We saw Boba Fett episode one of this of season two. Yep. They show us that flashback. Why they're showing us that flashback. So You also did get like a quick Ahsoka like flashback from last week, which, you know, they did. They went season one, real quick clip, and then they're like, oh, wait, this is what happened last week. Don't forget. Yeah. You know, I, take them to Titan. I don't think I need all these recaps, because, again, they... Not that it takes away from anything, but it's some of it is so. I mean, it's so incredibly on the nose. But I guess maybe they feel people would forget certain things because yeah. they're so. Some of these details are so. It's why you have to pay attention. If you only watched one of the, if like you only watched the episode once, and it's from a year ago, you you know you're gonna forget. So in the case of like, um, going back a couple of weeks to the uh, the frog, uh, the frog lady episode. Yeah. When she repurposes or like is hacking into that droid, they showed that in the beginning of the recap because I think they were like, oh, people might forget, like, where did this droid's head come from? Right. Which is cool. So that part of it I got. 
I thought this was a little too just again just too obvious. Like the you gave it away, but also you never saw the that character bend over like like that. Like you just saw like the back view filming, and you saw him approaching. But know, I remember a lot of people her. said because you heard the spurs right when he walked, and everyone said back last year. You know, we all kind of speculated. Hey, is this is this going to be Boba Fett? They're on Tatooine. It's it just seems so convenient. We didn't know because it could have been two people. I thought it was either Moff Gideon, correct, coming up on on um on the on the bounty hunter who mm-hmm. Mando had just basically killed, um, or or Boba Fett. And we we learn, you know, we learn now officially that it was everyone's favorite bounty hunter, Boba Fett. So this episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez. He is also directed Sin City and Spy Kids, and he knocked it out of the park with this episode. Some really weird uh, credits there. He also was on the (laughs) he was also on the Chef Show on Netflix with with Dave. Yeah, I'm not Dave. I'm sorry with with John. John. Yeah, Yeah. he was also on the Chef Show. They had like a great pizza episode, and I said, okay, so this is they've they've known each other, have a relationship, but. So we've seen him before he, uh, with John. Super talented. I mean, again, he dire- he directed an awesome, awesome episode. Uh, but I don't want to not mention that I think John Favreau is writing. I mean, this stuff is like genius. Yeah, man, he was up in the mix, you know, in, during the Clone Wars. He was he was the voice of I've, Pre Vizsla, and and Dave is there, and and Dave knows the history. And but the way well that together. they the way that they continue to write this show, the way they continue to bring in these characters that you've come to love from, whether it's animated, now it's now it's from you know the a beloved character from 40 years ago bring him in also show him in a way that we've never seen before but also tie it back to episode 2 attack of the clones the, the the weaving that they're doing the storytelling that they're doing it's like nothing we've 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 seen before and it's everything that everyone wanted from the sequel trilogy that you kind of didn't get. I, I saw something or read something this week. People were saying the last two episodes of Mandalorian were better than all five of the movies that Disney put out under Kathleen Kennedy. I, I know that's like a harsh criticism, but I, I tend to agree a little bit because this is this is some of my favorite Star Wars stuff like at all. This is like the new touched on era like, cause there's so much after order 66, you know, there's fallen order, there's rebels, you know, there's, there's a lot of storytelling that's gone on. And now this is almost like the new chapter, like the new block of time that they want to talk about post return of the Jedi. Yeah. Like that's, this might be like the new chunk that we need to get to the first order. And they said when they first were doing this leading up to the events of the rise of the first order. So it's kind of getting us there, you know, and it's, there's how many years, 18 years or so where like, there's that timeline of things to tell things have happened. I just, this was, this was a moment again, me as a fan, 
I've been waiting for for probably 25 years. It's pretty, I mean, it's nuts when you think about that. I mean, that sometimes you, you, you wait for something or you have expectations about something and it's their vision isn't the same thing that you envisioned. And that's why you had so many people who were disappointed, for example, when you had a Luke Skywalker in The Last Jedi and he was not the character that you expected him to be or he wasn't the, you know, his, 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 you know what I mean? Like his Remind legend me, versus... I'm, I'm going to write a note right now to touch base on on that again when it comes to that character. Like in the episode, I'll make sure to, to throw this in there and um, I'll, I'll touch base on it because it'll, it'll help with that statement, so I'm literally writing notes with a, with a marker I just found on some actually important documents that I need. So I'm. <laughs> it's a Shoprite pen. What is that? Oh, Sharpish. It's yeah. It's it's a it's a pink gel pen. You know, I like pink gel pens. So let's let's get into the breakdown. And um, oh yeah, we're gonna we, talk about the episode here. Yeah, we, that's it. No, we're just gonna rant about how much we loved it. Not even chop it up. We're just gonna go for an hour. I can't. I mean, I want to watch it again. So I think we're gonna. We we don't always watch along, but this episode being short enough, I think we're gonna we're gonna kind of do a little watch along here. Uh, I'll right now we we, we start out. And Mando is—he's he, flying. Uh, he's in the Razor Crest with Grogu. I don't want to stop you, but I think like last week was kind of like for me with the Clone Wars and Ahsoka. Like this is you. You like you all let you take the lead. <laughs> so it's kind of like roles reverse now. You know, as that was like. So wait, are you saying like I think like this makes sense? This is our dynamic, anyway. I think I'm more old school and you're new school. You could relate that to almost anything. Music. Yeah. You're new school. I'm old school. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I, I don't know. I guess. Maybe, I don't Star know. Maybe. Star Wars, you're a new school. In what sense? The stuff that you that you really like. You're a clone, like Clone Wars. Yeah. Rebels. But that's old school. Sequ- no, it's not really old school. It's more yeah. new school. Yeah. The original trilogy is is old school. Yeah. Well, okay, that is new, but it was like old in time. You're a Rogue One guy. Who isn't? Yeah, I understand, but I'm just saying that I, you you typically, I think that's, when I think of you, I think of like just your new, just new school. Okay. It's not an insult. I'm not insulted by it. It's not an insult at all. No. <laughs> some people, some people are kind of stuck in the past. As that's you're me. wearing, as you're wearing a Foo Fighters t-shirt or sweatshirt and I'm wearing a Movie Life t-shirt for anybody who knows both those bands. Yeah, see? So I guess it's kind of like new and old. Huge, huge Foo Fighters. Yeah, that's all we're going to get. Stand right here. We'll tag them when we, when we post this. Um, so as Chris was saying, we're in the cockpit of the Razor Crest, and Mando's kind of breaking it down for the child. Like, <laughs> we're going to get you to... This is also... We see a very... Din Jaren is... He just keeps... He's become like a real softy. He has. He's like, he's getting him to, what's the planet? Tython. We're getting him to Tython. He has, the child ha- is rolling the gear ball like in his hands. Mando takes it from him and he kind of wants him to use the force to take it from him. Wants to practice this skill he has. Well, I think also he, you get the, you get the, 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 you get the feeling that he took it almost personal that Ahsoka said that he was, like essentially not not ready, right? Or that she wasn't able to train him because of how he was, and 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 he feels that he knows otherwise. 
you know, he says when 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 he does the when he gets him to use the force again, he you know he's like yeah you know oh yeah he said he says dang dang Ferric dang Ferric yeah is it Fennec or Ferric? I think it's Ferric. Okay, and then he the child thinks that he's kind of like yelling at him. Yeah, he's he like goes, no, no, I'm he's, not upset he's, with he's you. excited when the child gets to use the force. Mando is is he has his moment. He, he's he's stoked. He's like a proud dad. Yeah, proud dad moment. He's yeah. he you know but he laughs. You know, he we, we catch him laughing here, and he's 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 just very. And he's almost teasing also as well. He's like Grogu, Grogu, and he like keep the child keeps <laughs> looking. He's looking like, at him. He's like, dude, what? Like, okay, now you know my name. This is getting annoying. Like, so you see them like uh, um, approaching Tython. Um, Razor Crest comes out of um, orbit, and then you see the seeing stone pretty quickly. It's you know? not the planet doesn't live up to the uh, to the legend hype. I would I would say, based on you know what I know about it, when we when we kind of see it, it looks more. Uh, I feel like they're flying over the state of utah that's I, what it looks I like i was like where do they film this la like where is this filmed yeah i don't know it's 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 a lot of desert it almost kind of looks like it, it reminded me of like a garden of the gods out in colorado oh lord i don't I, know i don't know what that is did some traveling out west and and you could see some really beautiful stuff out there in some of these national parks but i think because remember tython is is we we touched on it, but we didn't really talk about it. Uh, in the in the extended or expanded universe, now legends, Tython was the birthplace of the Jedi Order, uh, and there's a there's a first, if not the first, Jedi Temple there. So it's pretty important to to Jedi history. So. I don't know if that's the story that Disney's going with, but basically it was pretty cool. You know, it's mountainous. Uh, I don't know. We get some cool shots and then, yeah, we see the, the, the seeing stone. Yeah. I see the seeing stone. That reminds me of like every, uh, legend of Zelda. It had, I was going to say every RPG, like whether it's, Skyrim or like I don't know something like yeah like something Elder Scrolls or whatever that always looks like one of those places you have to get to on top of a mountain and then you like activate some new ability or something like Link was gonna pull the sword from the stone it yeah had that kind of and and it and it almost had you could tell like um almost how like in Europe all over you mean you have Stonehenge which is extremely famous but then there's also other places that have these like stone monuments that it's like you don't know how they got there and it's supposed to be that like some kind of like some magic or some some like spiritual type stuff happens there that's kind of the feeling that they were that they were going for here and they did it and they couldn't uh mando tells the kid that they can't land close enough based on the location of the mountain so they're gonna have to go He's got to drive with the windows down. Drive with the windows down, he said. That was so hilarious. We, we get a cool shot of him cruising uh with Grogu. With Grogu, with the you know with the jetpack, and he just flies up to the mountain. Again, I'm shocked that all this happened as fast as it did. The child almost had like a Wookiee Return of the Jedi moment when like Chewie was swinging <laughs> from the trees like Tarzan. 
you hear the child like make a noise like you know like he's having a good time yeah like a dog with his head out the window that's what that reminds this, me this uh this this is cool though i, I love I, I really really like this I, I just thought it was again totally unexpected but right away we're on the top of the mountain we're at the seeing stone mando walks up while holding the child um and he's gonna place him on top yeah it's, it's funny because then when he gets there he's like well this is it maybe there's like an on an on button or like a a, a pull cord i have to pull to, <laughs> to to get this thing going yeah it's weird you almost get the feeling that i don't know about you but you you start kind of doubting the child also you start thinking about what ahsoka said last week because she made it seem like he may call out through the force so he just sits oh and then he's like distracted by the uh by the blue butterflies you could tell mando's almost a little like like really like come on like yeah like shake a leg here like you know let's well we're here like reach out come on yeah but he he doesn't know how long these things would take like how long did you i wouldn't know how long this would take either well i don't even think grogu knows what to do he's just sitting on top of the stone looking around and yeah now now he sees a blue (laughs) he sees a butterfly that he's reaching for those butterflies may come into play later on in other episodes. I don't even know. We can't really even dive too deep into yeah, Supposed, Supposedly, we've seen them before in Star Wars. But this is... I don't think it means anything. I think that it is... Uh, I think that it's just like a, another nod. You know, it, they're, they're not... I don't think they're going to get into it, but it's it's a nod to some other Star Wars uh, lore or whatever. But the... the ne- okay, so... This is where this is where everybody's gonna lose it. Totally, this was not expected for me. The very next shot we get, we hear a ship. Mando looks up, and it's the Slave One. You notice it right away. Probably, I would say, like in terms of Star Wars, you have the Millennium Falcon, an X-wing. And then, like, the Slave One in terms of, like, some of the most recognized type ships, unique-looking ships, the way that this thing flies, um, was not expecting it at all. So now, you, so now, if you didn't already know you were getting Boba Fett, you know now, because the Slave One, that's his ship. But also, they're being tracked. Well, we so, knew that they were being tracked. Right, but, like, if if... If they they are here, that means others now know. Like you know what I mean. Like the it, the tracking beacon was for Moff Gideon, not for you know others. To, to the best of my knowledge, you know uh, what I'm saying. Well, you had to know at the end of episode one of this season when Mando takes Boba Fett's armor, and we see the shot of. Boba Fett like witnessed this as Mando rides off on the speeder with his armor intact. He we already know that he knows. And what we what we what we're gonna learn is he's still that guy. Meaning he's still like like the hype for Boba Fett, you know, he's 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 like what like the he's supposed to be like the best bounty hunter in the in the galaxy or one of the best bounty hunters in the galaxy? So I guess when I said it, like remind me to say this, um, a listener of ours on Instagram, uh, you know who I'm talking about. Uh, her her tag is Star Wars Thrifting, 
she goes and thrifts all Star Wars stuff from like flea markets and and Goodwill stores. That's like her. That's like her Star Wars hobby. And we were talking back and forth, and she was telling me how she didn't love Boba Fett as a character. Like, like the hype wasn't there for her. Like, you know, in from the original trilogy, she's like, yeah, like he's cool. And she said, this is what made her really like love this character and be like, okay, Boba mm. Fett is now like, now, now I get it. So Boba Fett is like, <clears throat> I now I get it. What I, what I would, yeah, what I would say to that is, I think that's that's. You have to understand the reason why we even have a Mandalorian series is because of how insanely popular Boba Fett, the character, is. You know what I mean? Right. And in in, in the original trilogy, if you look it up, I believe his screen time is six to nine minutes, which I think we've said in the podcast before, and his lines are minimal. So, but, but again, he's, he looks the way he looks. And again, he's got the classic, what we now know, this, this Mandalorian armor. So just not to get too sidetracked, but the history of, of Boba Fett is, I don't know, for people who don't know, uh, he actually, the first time that anyone saw him was the original holiday special for Star Wars. That's when we see Boba Fett. So there was a lot of like, and, and and right away people were like drawn to that character. You have Empire Strikes Back. Again, minimal role, but as you know, he's one of the bounty hunters that the Darth Vader and the Empire hired to hunt down and find Han Solo, which he does. Before, in the original trilogy, was he on Tatooine with Jabba? Did no. you see him? So that was, that was added in later. So on. 97... <clears throat> In 1997, they went back and kind of gave Boba Fett a little bit more screen time to kind of further, I guess, maybe plant the seed. And then, like, it's not such a surprise why Boba Fett brings Han Solo to Jabba's palace. We see him uh, underneath the Millennium Falcon while Jabba's talking to him. He looks like almost like he's part of Jabba the Hutt's crew or part of the muscle for him. Uh but but kind of back to the history of this character too. That the original Kenner action figure, the three and three quarter inch action figure, it was like a mail away action figure, and there was like all types of controversy with that. There was um there was a there's like if you look it up, the original action figure goes for insane money. There was there was a um the there was like the missile from the jetpack. They had to originally there was one that fired off, and then Kenner went back and like had to re-release them like glued in. There was like all these like safety concerns because there was a child who had died from swallowing a uh, a red plastic missile from a sim- like a Battlestar Galactica toy. I laughed there. It's not funny, but I just mean like the the irony was I think they were afraid that somebody would would like choke. So anyway, all that to say that this action, the action figure was in, was incredibly hard to get. It was super rare. There was always this mystery around this figure, and he was a fan favorite from the beginning. I remember the first time I saw Boba Fett, I just thought he was like awesome. I didn't care that his parts were minimal. It was like you, the action figure was must have, right? 
Yeah, he's he looks cool. It's it's you want the every, armor the looks cool. cool. The um, collar is cool. He has like all these contract like all these like gadgets. He's got the jetpack, utility belt. He's got a blaster. You see something on his on his forearm too. I think we're really going deep on the love. For we are, character. but you have to understand that there there's no Mandalorian series. There's they don't go into a Mandalorian backstory any of that with without this character. So it's important to the entire um, franchise. And again, as 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 a fan, and Empire Strikes Back's my favorite movie. I see the Slave One. For the first time in how many years now on screen in Mandalorian, it's just pretty awesome. I think even to touch base on that, people get confused on the timeline for this. And maybe like, because it's not, you know, the armor might throw people off. Like, oh, they may think the series is even about Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Like some people, it's probably taken them not, I'm not even talking about like casual fans or people are just like are watching. Oh, it's great. Like. They're probably, that's why they're still confused. You know what I mean? They're like, that's why the timeline, I think, gap still like messes with people. You know, they still forget this is after Return of the Jedi, everything you're talking about. Well, hopefully this episode has kind of clarified all of that again. Yeah, because we're going to... Some of it's more confusing. This, I feel like, solidifies all of that. You're like, oh, okay, this is where this takes place. He touches on his, you know, we'll get to it. He's going to touch on his history. I always try to, like, keep the group moving. You know what I mean? Like, I'm always, like, the, you know, experienced fans and, like, casual fans. When we, Like I said, we started this. I'm always like, all right, come on, gang. Like, you know, like, I'm trying to, like, we're doing, I think, a great job of, like, making sure we're not going too far ahead. But, like, g- gathering everyone to make sure, like, they understand. Like, you're, I get it. So when we see back to the episode, I like how I send it back to the episode. Um, the child now has a blue, like orb or ray of light, like surrounding him, and he's he's almost it reminds me of um, in Revenge of the Sith. Oh, those like shackles that they're in. No, like the what do they call them? The rations. The, the oh, okay, yeah. That come down and they're they're stuck inside of this like force field. Yeah, he he all of a sudden, you know, Mando turns to see the the slave one and then when he turns back he's he's you know clearly thinking like all right let me turn around and grab the child let's get out of here because we've been tracked or whatever and he turns around to find that the child has activated the seeing stone he's like in full-blown meditation his eyes are closed he's having his moment yeah he's 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 got the hands and he's hitting uh He's sitting like he's meditating, like legit, like meditating, like in a yoga studio. It kind of reminded me also of the scene on Octo with Luke when he's kind of like, when he's on the rock at the end of the movie, he's doing a very similar, you know, he's, he's, he's like kind of meditating and he's force projecting himself and right it's kind of almost we also have never seen anyone reach out to the force like this only in the prequels when anakin's having his visions and he's sitting with master yoda and we also have another scene with like mace windu yoda and obi-wan together we never kind of see them use the jedi power like this and as it is like an ability we never kind of see them reaching out like this i don't even fully understand you know what's what's happening right now 
Yeah, but the child, he also looks a little older. Like, he, it looked, you know what I mean? I'm not saying this, like, aged him, but, like, when he's, like, sitting there with his eyes closed, I was, like... A close-up shot of him? Yeah, I was, like, did he get... He looked, like, more Yoda than... I know what you mean. He, like, didn't look as young, but, like, I know it's not... I think a lot of it has to do with the eyes. Like, he's... he's um, His eyes are part of what makes him look that way. Yeah, Mando puts on the... Uh, whatever that is, like, his heat sensing vision we get that helmet view and he's looking down at the slave one and sees someone get off the ship and he starts kind of scaling down this mountainside here to meet whoever it is we you know we 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 are assuming at this point that it's boba fett yeah it's a great shot too you also still see like the like the the orb or like you know the 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 blue light still going up to to like the sky in the background as he like runs down the hill and he's getting shot at and um you know then you see this cloaked figure just come out and immediately you can see it's Tamora Morrison you know who played Jango Fett you know in Attack of the Clones and we're like we're getting looking, a showdown looking the same so you know we last saw him from behind, and then he turns around at the end of the, the first episode of this season. He's carrying uh, a rifle and a gaffy stick, a, a like a Tuscan Raider gaffy stick. And, you know, we're assuming that this is kind of stuff that he's acquired on Tatooine. Because he's like it, a scavenger almost. And, like, he's, and he's burnt up, man. His skin is... He doesn't well, look good. He looks a little... Yeah, we we talked about this after the episode one recap, but clearly they went with the legend story again. From what I can, from what I've heard, and 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 you know what I can kind of guess here, We're, we'll get the backstory on this. I I heard that they're casting for certain roles. Right. I think we're gonna get some sort of like a, you know, maybe it's gonna be like a small five part, six part kind of almost how they're going to do with Obi-Wan. Right. Backstory on this, but anyway, yeah, we get we kind of get this uh, back and forth between Mando and and Boba Fett. And even back to season 1, I don't want to Robbie Fox said they're setting this up for Mando, Mando Boba Fett showdown and it's like it's here. It's here. It's not like the main you know um you know, like um, rivalry, but like right now, this episode, it's it's hot and heavy. It's gonna, it's it's getting thick. Well, it gets tense because <laughs> Boba Fett tells Mando that he's there for his armor, or he's there for the armor. Mando assumes that it's he, he doesn't know who this guy is. He assumes he wants his armor, in which case he tells him he's gonna have to take it off his dead body. Right. And Boba Fett replies that he is not talking about his armor. He's talking about the armor that he took from Tatooine off of Cobb Vanth. Right. So that's that's kind of crazy that Boba Fett's kind of like almost been after Cobb as well. See, that's why also I don't understand. Again, it'll if they do tell the backstory, there's something to know there. I, you wonder why he wasn't able to just get the armor back. Because he's a B.A. Boba Fett, I think, would take Cobb Vanth in a showdown. But once he has the armor, I guess, yeah. Well, I guess maybe without the maybe without his armor, because if you have the armor, even Cobb Vanth was able to like 
take down the Do uh, Great Dragon. Yeah, or and he aid. Took, yeah, and he remember he he takes out that mining guild and you know, true. It was very he do, true. He does some stuff, but in any event, it, this is this is going to get cool here because we're about to see through them talking back and forth. We learn in in classic Star Wars fashion. Uh, no one's ever really gone, right? And 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 Fennec Shand has uh, teamed up with Boba Fett, and I guess they explain that, um, you know, Boba Fett saved her on Tatooine, and I guess he says like right time, right place, or you know, he kind of gives gives Mando a line that. Um, you know, I, I like they both play their cards right. Like he survived his tragedy with the Sarlacc, and and Fennec kind of survived her showdown with, um, you know, in the desert. Because Boba Fett's like, I mean, I'm sorry, Mando's like, I left you for dead. Well, and she, yeah, she says to him like, like you look like you've seen a ghost. Right, and I'm, before that, even Boba Fett to Mando's like, listen, we got a sharpshooter up on the rocks aiming at the child. And, you know, um, she doesn't miss. And that was, like, her introduction. So then, you, you know, so, like, now we know, like, he, Boba Fett has saved her in the desert. And now they've teamed up to kind of hunt down Mando. Yeah, you don't know where it's going to go. Mando, like, looks like he's about to use the, the whistling birds there. Right. And he says, you know, put him down. You know, um, how about she puts down the gun? Boba Fett asks Mando to, you know, um, I'll take off the jetpack. And Boba Fett puts down his rifle, and then you see Mando take off the jetpack, leaning up against the rock. Fennec gets down off the, you know, the perch that she's on. She takes off her helmet, and this is where the exchange goes. Boba Fett explains that he saved her on Tatooine. She's like robotic almost. She opens up like her her shirt, and she's got like a cyborg like thing going on there she's got like a robotic she's like metal metal guts kind of yeah wherever she was shot yeah that's crazy she's got like a pump in there that's wild it's like her whole abdomen very star wars yeah she's half machine now i guess anyone could be a machine you know kind of what they did with you know vader with kind of what they did with dengar and the rise of skywalker Mm. hope we get him in the that's another story that's another story for the backstory we'll see yeah so yeah, I think from here, you know, you get an exchange of Boba Fett's after the armor, and um, then you kind of get two ships or a ship come out of. You get a ship come out of orbit. It looks like a shuttle, shuttle similar to the one in the Force Awakens in that opening scene where the stormtroopers come out of it. Yeah, it kind of almost looks like that exactly. Yeah, it, it, you get like a shuttle come out and and Mando. I feel like all episode I'm going to slip up and say who to who. Like I'm going to like just confuse them. But Mando runs back up the hill when he sees the shuttle come down. They know it's, I guess, Imperial. And Mando goes to grab the child, take him from, you know, like the blue orb in the sky. And it just sends him across the platform. Yeah, it launches him. And next, next we get Boba Fett and... Fennec. Yeah, Fennec run off to start picking off what we start seeing now as as all these stormtroopers. Right. They both got like their rifles and they got their scopes and they're 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 mowing these guys down one after another. Awesome to see the Razor Crest parked right there and Boba Fett's doing his thing. I always love the 
one stormtrooper that's got like the shoulder piece. Kind of almost. Shows, like, he rank. looks like he looks like a sand trooper actually from yeah. A New Hope. You kind of get that that look. Yeah, they're the stormtroopers. Not really doing much here. They're 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 getting pretty much picked Storm, off left and right. Stormtroopers come a long way though. The stormtroopers kind of come a long way. Like these guys are. This almost had like capable. a. Um, this kind of reminded me of like the Normandy beach a little bit. The way that that ship looks, you know, like. Right. You see the old movies, or or if you Call of Duty, even or Private Ryan. Yeah, like like yeah. the like the like the, the the boat comes up to Normandy Beach, and like the 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 front of it comes down, and the troops run off, and then they just start getting like picked off. That's kind of what happens. But Boba Fett really here. This is this is where Boba Fett lives up to his legend in terms of being this like like really tough and really just you know, bad SOB. He's starting, he just takes stormtroopers out with his, with the gaffy stick. And you, and it's cool. Like, I don't even know a time before this, we've seen that. Like you just see parts of stormtrooper helmet go flying. Yeah. I think maybe, and it also reminded me of Chirrut from Rogue One, the way he could use this, like the stick or the staff. That yeah. Way. He, he had that, like those martial arts like skills there, which was awesome. And the way this was shot, someone else I was texting back and forth about this, our buddy at Hondo Supply. Um, it rem- this episode reminded me of like '90s action, but it reminded me of like an episode of like Xena, Warrior Princess, yeah. like like I can see like, that. like during the day combat in on these rocks like this. Like it it felt it felt that way. Once he said it to me, I was like, dude, you're right, man. It, it, it really has that feel to it. And we get a cool shot of a first time look at a stormtrooper kind of with yellow paint down the front of him. And I guess that's kind of like a signature paint job for what his specialty or his, capability he's, he's is. He's like putting stuff into like, like a grenade launcher or something. Yeah. Or not a, like a- yeah, it's like a tripod and he's putting these canisters in there and he's almost like, you know, like covering his head because, and it's, and you just hear like almost like a potato gun launcher, like, this rocket or missile coming out of this tripod launch and that's cool. He looks, he actually looks like the, um, like the flame trooper that we saw last season where he's, where he's red. Yeah. Um, so the next part we see, they, they've set up the cannon, the, 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 you know, the, the signature star Wars heavy trooper cannon. Yeah, Yeah. Cannon. Um, and start shooting at Fennec as she's like running. The next part we get here, I don't know if you thought of this or not. I think this is like a this is a Lucasfilm nod. They go very Indiana Jones with that rock. Yep. So she she kicks a rock or or they blast this rock which causes it to become loose. It's a really it's like a big boulder and she's able to with her you know press her back against the rock with her feet push this huge boulder down the hill and it goes down and mows down all these troopers, including the, the cannon at the bottom reminded me of, um, Indiana Jones, yeah. you know, the famous, you know, him running, you know, the, the right. trap with the boulder. I don't know. It kind of reminded me of that. I think that was also a little nod there with Lucasfilm and Fennec is still mowing down all these troopers, but you get that close up of Fett. He's taken down his kind of like troops that he was responsible for, 
and you just get him glance at the razor crest like, hey, listen, I'm here for for one thing and one thing only. This is my time to I we I'm like he's going to get that armor. Well, he, and they have all these troops. He's 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 handling them like in like hand-to-hand combat basically. But I think he knows that if he goes back and gets his armor, he's going to cause some real some real chaos. And when then when he's off doing that, you get Fennec jumping off that rock and that look back at the camera as she's like firing away as she jumps off. Yeah, that was a cool super scene. That was shot, very uh, cool. that was very like superhero Marvel esque. It felt Marvel esque. And then you get another shuttle. Yeah, full yet of another troops. shuttle. You kind of it's a, it's at this point that you say, all right, they are probably in considerable trouble. I I was the entire time you're. I don't know about you. I keep thinking about the child because Mando was at this point still like knocked out from the blast. The blast. Yeah. His hands are sweaty all episode with this. Oh yeah, I was like super worse. super anxious. Yeah. Mando looks again when he kind of comes to. He goes back to his like thermal scope, checks out down there, sees more red bodies, more stormtroopers coming out of a second ship. He quickly again runs over to the child and tries to go in and and realizes that he's not going to be able to to get the kid out of there, out of that force field or out of that you know seeing stone. So he tells the kid, "All right, listen, I'm going to try to buy you some time, and I'm going to protect you." As soon as Mando gets out of there and walks away and starts down the mountain, uh, Grogu all of a sudden is stops. He, yeah, he like faints almost. Yeah, he becomes, again, I think whatever he was doing force-wise continues to make him tired. You know, whenever we've seen him use the force before in Mando, uh, it makes him extremely tired just because I think he's young and he doesn't have a firm grasp on, you know, uh, all of his abilities yet. It takes a lot out of him. So He's turned it off for so long. It's at this point I know that that it's going to go south and and that potentially the tragedy is going to have to do with Grogu because now he's unprotected. He's he's essentially sleeping on the stone and Mando has left to go help fight off these this next wave of stormtroopers. This reminds me also of like every every like I don't know game ever like shooter another wave of enemies, like almost like a, in Halo or something like that, you know, yeah. like the next drop ship comes down and you got to go take these guys out. Um, Mando, Mando now jumps in with Fennec and he hits all these troopers with the whistling birds. And then he kind of covers her. He starts taking the fire. Uh, we, we, we start seeing his armor like really like just get shot and he's, you know, barely affected at all yep and right here we then get like a thermal detonator or you know flashing lands and we see an explosion and then we see our beloved boba fett that in the scene armor. the way that they did that he lands and then we get the way that the camera was shot, it was like a low shot. So when you see him come in, he like drops down and it's like the the music stops essentially. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay. When he landed, I wanted to have like a Ric Flair-like moment. 
I was like, I was like, yeah. I was like, I want to scream, woo, so he, hard. He quickly, I mean, he takes out these troopers with 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 the one gun. He shoots the what the what the what do you call it? Like the 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 cannon uh, power supply or, or whatever. There. Oh yeah. He the, blows he blows that up. He's hitting guys with stuff from the wrist. Then. I, we've never seen this before, but I remember this from Legends. He, he was supp- usually with his knee. That was supposed to fire out Boba Fett. Again, this is in Legend stories. He would fire out these like poison darts from his knee. He hits troopers with like some sort of little missile, almost like the whistling birds from his knee. And he's just like marching towards these troopers, picking them off one by one, and then makes them full retreat. I mean... Yeah, they, whatever's left of them, they board the one shuttle and one guy jumps on, <laughs> the, the door goes up and they, they're they both leaving. Both shuttles end up leaving, which is, then you get like this slow motion, like Western m- moment and you see them fly away. I'll let you take this because this is for <laughs> Yeah, Boba Fett puts the, puts the scope down and launches his signature missile on the back and takes the one shuttle out causing it to crash into the other one so he takes both of them out and he looks back as this huge fire explosion i can tell you right now this is this this is this is the second time this is at well twice in this episode i was like wow this this had a very iron man feel yeah, yeah, that's one of two. And moments. John Favreau, you know, as we know, he did Iron Man. Um, he Boba Fett looks back as like an explosion is happening behind him. It felt just like an Iron. There was a scene in Iron Man One. Yeah, that's the Cobb Vanth scene was just like that. Looks just like it where he looks back and you get. To, it was really awesome. The the comedic part of the episode was uh, Mando to Boba. He said, "Nice shot." And Boba Fett goes, I was aiming for the other one. <laughs> so like, so that's an, that's also um, a nod to, uh, there's a classic Western, um, the, the name is eluding me, but there's a shot where this guy ends up like, he has this crazy shot where same thing, he kind of, he takes like two, two guys out and then he later says like, I was aiming for the horse. It's 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 like a throwback to that. They they do a lot of these things where you could tell these guys are also fans of you know, we had like last weekend there were some there were some like nods to some old like samurai movies. This this was kind of a, a homage to um like an old western, but in any event, uh then I think like the most I don't know. This was this was this was not expected. Another jaw-dropping moment is we see a red flash out of the sky, red laser out of the sky and direct hit on Mando's ship, the Razor Crest. Gone, exploded. Gone, disintegrated. Uh it's at that moment, I mean you already kind of knew because for those drop ships to have come down with the stormtroopers, you had a feeling that okay, They've tracked him now here. They they know he's here. Moff Gideon 
is is has got to be somewhere. So I'm already assuming he's on his ship. Yeah, those are pods. There's those cruisers are smaller ships from a larger ship. So they so yeah, as they go back, the ship that Moff Gideon's on, I'm assuming it's like a newer or it's a version of a Star Destroyer, kind of. Maybe on a smaller scale, but it's... I think it's on a bigger scale, dude. Is it? Oh, yeah, man. This okay, thing. so then... So, so in any event... A little foreshadowing, but... Mando's ship is uh, is toast. And I just want to also say, say, if you are a... Uh, oh, yeah, please. <laughs> if you are one of the people who decided to... Back the crest. Yeah, if you essentially like crowdfunded the uh, Razor Crest from Hasbro, Hasbro in recent years has been doing these awesome projects. They did one for the Jabba Sail Barge. And if they got enough backers, they would produce this really big and really beautiful, highly detailed ship. So I want to say, I don't know what the final number was, they went way over. Yeah, I think it was like three times the amount of people, like or even more than that. It, it, I don't think it's it had ever several done that well. thousand. Like, I think they only wanted thirty five hundred people to back it and originally, I, and they I got like sixteen got 10, or or sixteen. Okay, I yeah. think it was somewhere in that range. But in any event, for the vintage collection, that for the three and three quarter inch action figure size, they had the Razor Crest. It was $350 for this ship. Now, it's huge. I think it's like, it, it, it's almost like four feet. Yeah, it's massive. It's very big. It's very detailed. Every As they got more backers, they came, it came with more things. So, like, I know one of them was, you. One of, if they got so many backers, they unlocked um, multiple uh, people in Carbonite. Another thing was uh, you got one of the jaw off-world Jawas with the egg, and, and you got like an escape pod, and they got all these things, accessories. I I, I bring this up because uh, I, I mean, briefly I thought about it. I I'm not, I won't even tell my wife that I thought about it. Oh, I did too. But so it's three hundred fifty dollars. But it I mean it looks amazing. It's probably the most one of the most detailed ships. I mean, literally a three and three quarter inch action figure. When you talk about scale, it's it's like a full size ship to that figure. So what do you call that? Like a one to one ratio when you're talking about that figure. It's I'm not a numbers guy. Yeah, me either. <laughs> uh, it, but it's awesome. I only bring this up. This is if you paid three hundred fifty dollars. I want to just say that to my knowledge, I guess they're maybe now in production because they only just stopped taking money. Like I think last month. Right. Nobody's received this ship yet. You paid your three hundred fifty bucks, and you just watched, you just watched the Razor Crest get completely decimated. There's no coming back. It is, it is completely gone. Well, no one's ever really gone. He could build a new one. He could build a new one, dude. That is awful, though. I feel th- th- that is like, I mean, like it was like that TikTok video where that guy threw that Lego Star Wars like off the balcony <laughs> and like shattered it into a million Star pieces. Destroyer? Yeah, it's like, what's worse? I just, it's funny that you said that because there was a meme we'll about this. We'll post it, post it with the episode. I okay. want it so bad. Yeah, I was waiting because I didn't want to like spoil anything for anybody, but I actually thought about that almost immediately. I was like, oh no. Could you imagine? I mean, if if his, 
I don't know what's going to happen with this ship, but oh my God. So many people are going to get this ship. It's still awesome. It's still right. cool. It did exist for 14 chapters. It's gone. Yeah, he and he. you saw him run like away from Fennec and Boba, and he ran like in disbelief. Obviously, no facial expressions, but he was like, he's bombed. He's devastated. Now he's... When's the... Cause, because, okay, this is... I love, I love when stuff happens that is completely unexpected. That okay, was. completely unexpected. What's the and tragedy? It's, and it's dark. It's it, that's dark because when else in Star Wars have they done that to like a hero's ship, Luke's X-wing, uh, the Millennium Falcon? I mean, think about like people's ships. This is the main character. He's been on that ship for 14 episodes. He's got a hitchhike. And it gets obliterated. He's got a hitchhike. He's stuck. Well, the cool part about that is then you kind of figure out where they're going here because you're like, listen, he's, he's going to be stuck here. So he's already working with Boba Fett. Are they going to... And Fennec tells him, get to, get to your ship because, hey, if anything happens to your ship, we're stuck here. And Boba Fett takes that jetpack and he blasts off to his ship and then out of i guess i don't want to say hyperspace but hovering kind of up in the sky above them is moff gideon's ship and we see him and he gets no like direct hit and he gives a little smirk and then we get kind of like a little blast off from that his cruiser and it's you know there's something has taken off from his ship and we see four troopers four robots blast out of the sky that we saw in previous episode with moth gideon and he says uh unleash the death uh though the death troopers no yeah is it death troopers? the dark troopers the dark troopers right death troopers are from rogue one he says release the dark troopers and we get this close close-up shot it looks it's like this is almost like a nod to iron man too as as well the way they fly down well yeah they have like it, they, there's like some sort of like propulsion that comes out of their feet right they're like they fly like on their bellies they look like massive st- black stormtroopers close-up shot with this the red is exactly th- these look exactly like and what's funny is we didn't know in that scene that they were going to be card- called dark troopers but when we talked about it on the podcast i said when i saw it immediately i knew these look like they were going to go in the direction of expanded universe which was the Dark Trooper. Again, we talked about they were in the Dark Forces video game. I had the action figure um, from the Expanded Universe. That's that's what they went with here. So essentially, these are like um, a very, very advanced uh, droid. Right. I think that, I think that they're being controlled, you know, almost like, like how like the battle droids were like controlled i don't think they like can think on their own i think they're kind of like programmed like that but boba fett wow i did it again mando see what's 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 weird is and they kind of show this in the beginning when mando takes his jetpack off because boba fett asked him to it caused all these problems because now he's racing up the side of the mountain to try to get back to the seeing stone where Grogu Why is. Why didn't he go back for the jetpack? I don't know. That, that, that's not explained and you I don't even know if at the end of this episode we know if he gets the jetpack back. I'm assuming he does. But right. whatever it is, he's without the jetpack and now he's racing up the mountain with Fennec to try to beat 
the dark troopers to Grogu. Right. He's they're he's I guess maybe he's flustered. I mean, this episode is one thing after another, and these um they look awesome. They it do. does it does look very Iron Man like. Even the way that they go to land, right? They all of a sudden they they go from feet behind them to feet first to slow down and the yeah. propulsion is kind of slowing them down and then the four of them drop it almost looks like mando's going to get there in time like he's going to maybe fight some of them but before we know it uh mando is too late the four dark troopers uh walk towards grogu who was sleeping. He actually comes out of it and and kind of wakes up. And before he can do anything or, or or even realize what's happening, he's snatched by one of the dark troopers. And then we get like an insanely sad scene where Mando is left looking up at the sky. He puts the thermal, you know, he has the thermal vision where he's able to see what's going on. And you just see like a really sad shot of the child like looking down at him like he just looks sad and and helpless and he's being carried off to Moff Gideon's ship which was like this 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 is the tragedy yeah and when they get up there then we get a shot of Boba Fett his ship the slave one flies over and he's kind of chasing after the dark troopers and he's got him on their scope, and this is awesome too. Just yep. just seeing just seeing the slave one flying around like this also so cool. Yep. And Boba, F- uh, I'm sorry, Mando tells you know Boba Fett to kind of stand down. I don't want the child harmed. And Boba Fett says, "All right, like I'll just I'll trail them, see where they're going." And you see the slave one still chasing after him. Great Mando, shot. Yep. Mando and God, Fennec are looking awesome. up at the sky still, and out from the clouds we get to see a close-up shot of Moff Gideon's ship. Uh, the dark troopers board that ship, and Boba Fett's almost saying, like, I can't, I can't believe this. Like, he they're, said they're back. They're back. And Fennec goes, this, this, uh, the Outer Rim is under New Republic jurisdiction. Boba Fett says, this isn't a spice stream, which is funny, running, you know, Poe Dameron ran spice. I guess it's kind of like a, I don't know what that is, but he's like, this isn't a spice stream. I'm seeing this with my own eyes. Like I'm going to, I'm going to stand down before I have some of my own trouble. And, you know, so Boba Fett kind of just flies away from the Star Destroyer and then you end up, that's it. Blink of an eye, the Star Destroyer, Moff Gideon ship in the hyperspace and you're left with Mando searching like the, the crash site or like the explosion site of the Razor Crest looking to see what's like left of the ship and there's there's nothing left he's like throwing some some salvaged parts around and you see him kind of dig through like the dirt a little bit and he's like he goes and grabs that staff of beskar he sees that like in the dirt and he also sees the ball before that he sees the ball that's from on top of the like gear shaft he sees that he rolls around his hand, kind of a sad moment. Like that's the only thing he has left. Like for like, well, and it, and of it reminders. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's 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 the reminder of Grogu, and he puts know, that in his pocket. You know, maybe you know for later, or you know, as like a remembrance. But he's got that best car staff now, indestructible, indestructible. 
and Boba Fett and Fennec are still there. Kind of. You like could tell Fennec looks like she's 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 upset for him. For him. Uh, and even and even Boba Fett knows what it's like to kind of like lose everything. Like he lost, you know, his dad, and he knows kind of like what these guys feeling something. It's at this moment though. For me, again, I just think speculated last week, but I said to myself, okay, now it's this is all but confirming that we're going to get a showdown between Moff Gideon and Mando with this spear. As we saw last week in the uh, the Jedi episode, you can have a spear made of Beskar and you can uh, fight somebody who's wielding a lightsaber. Or your suit can defend against Beskar or against a saber as well. So I think we're going to get Mando showdown with Moff Gideon. Said that. Hopefully by the end of this season. Has to be. Um, but, you know... That's it. That's all he has left. And we, we kind of find out here that you know, Boba Fett says to him, Beskar. Well, he shows him, now that he has his armor back, it's the first moment they have. Uh, Boba Fett brings up this coded hologram uh, message that shows his lineage somewhat. And he explains to Mando, you know, like, this is my father, Django, and uh, this is me, Boba Fett. One thing that we somehow glossed over, this is just us being us, was super kind of um, important part that happens earlier in the episode when there's a confrontation or showdown between Mando and Boba Fett. Uh, Boba Fett says he's just a simple man trying to make his way through the galaxy like my father before me that's a classic that's a that, that's a callback to episode two attack of the clones when Django fett tells obi-wan kenobi i'm just a simple man trying to make my way through the in the galaxy yeah in the galaxy and luke skywalker saying i'm a jedi like my father before me that that it's like they merged both of those, you know. If and if you've been following along here too, Star Wars, in a lot of cases, is very about family and lineage. So we we kind of glossed over that because there's a, there was a lot to break down. But that was kind of an important part. He goes on to explain more about the armor that his father Django. We get the backstory on Django, and if you want to talk about it, we we find out that. Because we knew not, but you know, when we got the backstory in Attack of the Clones about you know Django Fett, it, that that was almost like Boba Fett's backstory. That was the backstory to the clones. That was the backstory. You know, we kind of learned. We, you know, we meet Boba Fett as a young boy. We know who he is, and then we kind of get where where he comes from. But we don't know anything about Jango Fett other than he's a bounty hunter and that he's being used on the planet of Kamino um, that they essentially are cloning him to make this grand army for the Republic. So fast forward now here in Mandalorian, 
we get a little history lesson about who Django Fett is. Right. They they almost Dave and John or just John, whoever, they put this to rest. Because there's always like this this feud that Boba Fett and Django Fett are not Mandalorian. But this conversation between Mando and Boba Fett tells us otherwise. And even back to the Clone Wars, saying this very slow in the cartoon, there's a scene where they're on Mandalore and there's someone who's on Mandalore saying, Django Fett is not a Mandalorian. He is just, we don't know how we acquire that armor. And, you know, he's, you know, he's not Mandalorian. So back to the episode, we get Boba Fett telling Mando that my father was a foundling, just like Din Jaren, the Mandalorian himself. He was a foundling. He fought in the Mandalorian civil wars. And, you know, this is, this was his armor. So you learn that Boba Fett's armor was Django's armor, just kind of upgraded, pre repainted. Yeah. And, and, and timeline wise, that, that civil war that they're talking about takes place pre Phantom Menace. Yes. So, I guess, you know, they kind of like, when they said, hey, Jango Fett's not Mandalorian, it's like, why? Because he wasn't born on Mandalore. Like at that point, the gentleman that said that wasn't even familiar with, you know, I guess like the history of Mandalorian. Well, either. and as, as we've learned, as we've learned now in the show, we already knew there was different factions within, within the Mandalorians, but we're learning that there's, there's, there's the watch who are viewed as like uh, almost like extremists or these like religious uh, zealots. And then you have um, like Bo-Katan, you know, they, they, these guys have different ways of, of, of just thinking or what they, what they believe a, a Mandalorian is. And Din Djarin is someone who was not born a Mandalorian, but he was, taken in and raised by Mandalorians and thus has like embraced the culture. He identifies then as, as someone who's a Mandalorian. And we find out that Jango Fett essentially has almost that same background. He was a foundling and, you know. And if you want to think of it in simpler terms or, you know, make it a little easier for it, just imagine Mandalore and Mandalorians almost like, like, like houses when it comes to like Game of Thrones. It's just like a different chapter or different house um that they kind of just like belong to but they still kind of like under like the same rule so you get mando boba fett fennec talking and boba fett informs mando that he's kind of in debt to him now you know he came here you know for the armor he got he's gotten it but now it's kind of like affected um, you know, Mando's mission, you know, and, and Boba Fett was only here for one thing, get his armor back and not do any harm. Well, he told him that, yeah, that, that was kind of part of the deal. Right. That was part of the deal, you know, helped, helped, uh, pr- protect the child, I guess. And Mando would give, give him the armor. Right. And now, so he's in, he's in, he's in debt to him and Fennec agrees. Fennec gives him a nod and you get a great shot of the slave one like flying through space doing like a barrel roll which would make me sick i don't know how these people don't get sick during space travel like this no wonder why 
Obi-Wan doesn't like um, space you, travel. You can kind of tell right away where they're going because you, if you were watching closely, you see the lava um, as they're flying into the planet. You see the lava flats. And then once the Slave One lands on the outskirts of town, I said, okay, they're going back to Navarro. Navarro. Great shot of the Falcon flying, by the way, and landing. You like said the Falcon. Oh, I'm sorry. Seeing the Slave One, <laughs> sorry. See the Slave One land like that because it flies upright, and then when it lands, it like lands on its back with like the yeah, you know where like the thrusters are and stuff. So you see it land. You've never seen the Slave One on screen this much. You've never seen it like maneuver like that. Um, Attack of the Clones, you saw it fly like that. Well, that was the Slave Two, but you same model ship. You see, it never saw that ship fly like that. It was awesome. So Mando's on board the Slave One with Fennec and Boba Fett and right into town. Yeah, you kind of assume right away, okay, he's going to go get, you know, he's going to get Cara Dune. He's, I was assuming, okay, he's going to get Grief Karga. And her role here is now she's like a, a marshal for the New Republic. She has like a, a, almost like a police badge. That's what the X-Wing pilot, X-wing was. pilot right. left her. Uh, earlier this season, right. she had that badge. So I we never find out now okay. that that means that she's kind of officially this marshal um, and she's recognized by the... Uh, the New Republic. The New Republic yep. and, out this way. And Mando um, says, hey, look, like I heard rumor of you doing this. I didn't, didn't know if I could believe it, but since you're sitting here, I need you to do me a favor. Get on this computer at your desk. She's got her feet up. And he's like, look up this this guy, Mayfield. Um, I, I I need you to get some information on him. Like, where is he? And you get they pull him up on screen. Old Billy. Old Billy no fun. Old Billy no fun. <laughs> old Billy, old pale pale boy Billy Burr, Mayfield from season one. Um, he was one of he was ex scout trooper ex sharpshooter. I'm sorry. So he says, "Hey, listen, I need you to pull up this guy's file. Where is he? I need you to kind of break him free, or I need to break him free of jail. He's doing 50 years for his crimes that he committed." Love that they're again going back last season, pulling people forward. I, I was originally when I heard that John Favreau had. Got Bill Burr to do the show. We're both Bill Burr fans. Yes. Um, both, you know, he's he's hilarious. Comedian. This podcast brought to you by Zip Recruiter. Uh, how are you? <laughs> uh, oh, you cooked the out of it. <laughs> he, um, yeah, big big Bill Bill Burr fans. We we were. I was interested to see what role he was going to have was, in Star Wars. He was Wars. perfect. He didn't need to do any other different type of acting. He needed to be himself in Star Wars. He needed to be like a smart Alec and he needed that edge and he's not even a Star Wars fan per se. No, he's not. And he yeah, I think he said he didn't realize like the the fandom of this any community like that until he hosted a Breaking Bad panel at one of the Comic-Cons and he's like that's when I finally started to hit me that these type of community was so big so welcoming he worked yeah just as a yeah what just six degrees of like so moff gideon giancarlo esposito who's gus fring in breaking bad bill burr was in breaking bad and worked for saul saul goodman 
he had a pretty awesome, uh, you know, little role there. He was like a hitman. He was like a muscle. Yeah. He's like the fast talking kind of like funny guy. And then he had, yeah. but anyway, we're, we're going off here, but it's cool to see now that they're going to go back. And what I couldn't help but think is like Mando's building a team. Almost like a new, like Rebels ghost crew. Or like, or like the Avengers. Or like a suicide squad. <laughs> yeah. He needs like a team of like, like, mm, he needs a... So, I mean... He needs like a team of delinquents or like a muscle. He needs a muscle So, they're crew. about to go on a mission, potentially almost like suicide mission here. Yep. They're going to go try to... Oh, like a Rogue One crew too. Yeah. You know? They're going to try to rescue Grogu, the kid. And now we have Mando. Boba Fett. I mean, just the two of them together are unbelievable. Yeah, it's like got, a dream. It's like a dream we got, come true. We got Fennec. Fennec, who she's actually, I really like her character. She's cool. I loved at the end there when 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 you saw her face after she, because her and Mando have a past. We don't we don't really know it, but we find out. You know, last season they touch on it. They they knew each other. Um, she legitimately feels bad for him when his ship is gone. And I think now that he's lost a child, you can see that there, there's some sort of feeling there. Like she, she actually cares for him. I think she also now wants to help him. So now, and you kind of, they kind of get it like in the, in the galaxy, like they've put their differences aside. Business is business. You know what I mean? Like was she, you know, and, she, well, yeah. had, she and, had a bounty out. She did whatever, you know? So like, and if they're going to, if they're going to potentially get Mayfield, out of jail, he's gonna be either sit and rot in a jail cell for for fifty years, or maybe he has a chance. Like, hey, come out, come on this mission, right? Right, because I think Cara Dune's like, I can get, I I have people to answer to now. Like, I can get in trouble for giving you this info, or like, no, she well, she's here. also saying like she she's someone who's of some sort of authority now in the in the in the new republic. And she's not with like people who are like from the empire and, and you know what I right, mean? Like, right. So, um, she's like, listen, I get a lot of trouble for this. And you know, she sings a different tune when she hears that. Why didn't he start gone. with that? I don't know. He, I, why? Like child's gone. I need help in a panic, but she's, you know, he lets her know, listen, Hey, child's missing. I need I need to know where Mayfield is, get him out of jail, and I wonder if Cara Dune's gonna join him on this mission. She just gives him this look, kind of like I don't know. It was, it was I don't know if that was supposed to be like a serious look. It was weird. I, yeah, I, like I, I she's like I, I, like her ears perked up a little bit because I feel like the 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 carnage or like the 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 what they're they're gonna go on is gonna like is almost like more. Um, in her to, wheelhouse of, of you have to assume you have to assume to that she's gonna come because she she cares you know she cares about Grogu and she cares about Mando and the fact that they have him I think she she's already and she's already helped him a few times so to learn that the quote quote unquote we're calling them the Empire whatever they are now the Empire right. They have him, you know, she, she's all about taking them down. So I think we're going to find out that she's also along for the ride. So, I mean, 
I don't know about Mayfield if that's definitely happening, but we definitely we have a crew right now. Right. This is gonna this is gonna get really really awesome. We'll touch base on the crew after we kind of finish up the episode. We get um, his Star Destroyer S chip uh, in hyperspace. Awesome. We see Moff Gideon, and you know he says, you know, once we get a hyperspace, send the message to Doctor Parshing um, that we have our donor. And then he, you see Moff Gideon kind of like walk down the hallway with two stormtroopers. Who's Dr. Parshing? Just uh, for people who- Dr. Parshing was from season one. He is like the, the, the scientist that was doing the tests on the child. Um, so he's like kind of like leading the experiment of extracting, I guess, some DNA from the child, which we saw um, his hologram also in season two. Um, for the siege, we saw that hologram of Dr. Parshing as well. Talking about how the um, the test subjects rejected um, the, rejected the uh, whatever the, it was. the, the, M, the, the, the DNA the or DNA the, the blood with the high M count, kind of like maybe it might have killed them. And um, you know, also something he said was, when we get out of hyperspace, send this transmission. And we've heard that before in a Star Wars film when they're like, you can't send these messages like that, like through hyperspace. Like, you know, it's it's not safe to do so. So that's also cool that, like, that still exists. So, like, they even just mentioned it, like, hey, like, we're not in safe territory right now. Like, anyone could be listening in on this frequency. And we get an awesome scene here. Moff Gideon kind of enters this prison chamber similar to what Leia was in in A New Hope. And you see the child using the force, force choking and using force <laughs> push on two stormtroopers. Like, he's controlling them. He's throwing them around the room. One stormtrooper that's with Moff kind of has his gun pointed at him. Moff Gideon says, hang on, like let him finish this fight with these two troopers. He, he's, I think he's generally interested to see what he can do also. Like his, his powers are kind of he does say that full too on there. display. Excuse me. He's, he does say there, like you've gotten, you've gotten very good at that. And he goes, oh, but he says here, but it makes you oh so sleepy. And you see the child kind of holding himself up. And then my eyes, it illuminated just like the Darksaber did when Mark Moff Gideon ignites the Darksaber and is waving it in front of the child, saying, have you seen one of these from years past? And he's, he has it in front of the child. The child goes to reach for it, and Moff Gideon kind of like laughs and says, ah, ah, ah. He's like, you're not ready for one of these yet. You know, he's like, you'll, you'll, you'll like poke your eye out. That's kind of, um, it's a little bit of foreshadowing too. You yeah. know what I mean? Like obviously where they're going with this, I, I think, is it possible within, within the, within the series, are we going to see Grogu like wield a lightsaber or wield the dark saber? I remember that he's got two there, hands. Can use both hands on that. On there, that. because there is a scene in what? What was it? Uh, Revenge of the Sith, when the when the younglings are practicing with the with their lightsabers. Like I immediately thought of that. Right. They're kind of all. They all got the 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 helmets on. The visors. And yep. And they're all practicing with the, uh, you know, the, the the hovering orb. Orb. Yeah. I I don't know why I thought of that immediately, but. And then Moff Gideon to kind of end the episode. Um, Moff Gideon tells the stormtrooper to set his gun to stun, stuns the child, kind of sli- puts him to sleep. paralyzes him, puts him to sleep, 
and he says, put the shackles on them and they get kind of like a restraint, um, on the child. This is where they say, Hey, call Dr. Parshing, get him on, get him on the horn, get Parshing, page Parshing. Paging Dr. Parshing. You're right. And then you get off Gideon exit the room and the episode just kind of ends with the child just passed out with that shackle around him. And that is, that is it. Like, that's just how it ends. That is a heavy episode, man. For 30, for 32 minutes, not even 30 minutes. I mean, credit credits roll at 29 minutes. And and that's including seconds. That's including the recap. That's including the trailer. That's that episode. I would I would sign up for every if every episode was that length, but it packed that punch. I would take that every week over. I'm not saying anything was dragged out before, but I'm just saying that like this. So okay, touch on this in the beginning. Why this episode is my personal favorite. First of all. Dude, the way that that just ended, huge, huge cliffhanger, right? A lot of the episodes are, but huge cliffhanger. It's not a happy ending. First of all, the episode was called The Tragedy. Mando loses his ship, toast. The kid's gone, totally, you know, abducted by the Empire, now out in hyperspace. So here's a couple things. One... I don't even know how they're going to find this ship. They're in hyperspace. God knows where. So now Mando and, and the crew have to find him. Now Mando's riding along with Boba Fett. Again, I, I, I can't like, you know, I personally have waited 25 years to like see something awesome with this character. Finally, finally, finally. He's doubled, tripled, quadrupled his screen time in this episode. But he lived... What's cool is, is the character lived up to the hype. Meaning, the legend was bigger than what you knew of the character. And when we saw him on screen, and the fact that we were lucky enough to have the actor who played Django Fett reprise his role... Make it all, like, tie it all together. It felt real. It felt awesome. It felt, it was everything you wanted it to be. And why I related it to, to The Last Jedi was, we a lot of people waited how many years to see, like, a Mark Hamill on screen, only to be slightly, uh, I guess, disappointed. I, you know, I mean, if you're a Mark Hamill, I mean, Mark Hamill himself said he was disappointed. So that's not me hating on Last Jedi. I'm actually a fan of that movie. I just, I, I think that like, this is important because this is like, I, I saw it and I was like, there was no, I'm mean, I, I, that episode left me with nothing. I had no complaints, no qualms. It was awesome. It packed a serious punch that the story has gotten to this awesome, awesome place of like, again, we're going to have this crew that they're assembling. We wonder who else they're going to recruit because it almost makes sense that is is Mando going to go back potentially this week in chapter 15 and go get Bo-Katan and her crew? Is it the last we've seen of Ahsoka Tano? 
is he traveling to Mandalore for help? I you mean, know, because, you know, how did he, maybe they know where he's off to or where he resides due to the fact that he has the Darksaber from Bo-Katan. Like, so maybe, like you said, maybe he's trying to link with Bo-Katan. Um, you know, I don't know. Every week, I I couldn't see any of this stuff coming that they've done. I, I can't. And I want to know who's he calling out to on the Seeing Stone, the child. You know, who did he reach out to? He was up there for a little bit. Someone had a felt, you know, like a disturbance in the force or like a, a calling in the force. Force and the only three people we've talked about this, Luke Skywalker, Ezra Bridger. We forgot to say Cal Kestis or is it someone new? I don't know that I forgot to say Cal Kestis. It I just our mind. didn't know if they're ready to talk about that story because... Last I was told, they were potentially doing a follow-up to the game. Right, and it took place after Order 66. So it's Cow's going to be a lot older in this than he was in the game. So there's, you know, there's a lot of, I've seen polls on the internet, you know, who who's the child reaching out to? Do you want to see one of those three? Do you want to see it to be someone new? Could it even, I mean, when we say reaching out through the Force, I'm just also saying... We're assuming that it means to someone living, or or to a Jedi, right? Because that that act of strength and that act of whatever what we saw on uh, on Moff Gideon's ship was almost he he's he's that he's at, that's that's he's acting out of anger. That that wasn't like self defense when he was doing that. He's like force choking and beating up these troopers. So are they? You know what I mean? Like I'm just saying, could he could he be calling out to someone who's potentially more on the dark side of things, and we haven't met these people yet or this person yet? Yeah, I don't. The even even when we 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 didn't touch base on this last week, and you know it's it's like word vomit when we do this, and it's easy to forget things. But when we go back to last week's episode, and we say about. Um, Ahsoka Tano asked, where is your leader, Grand Admiral Thrawn? We forget that this episode or those episodes of Mandalorian could have taken place before the series finale of Star Wars Rebels. So I don't, I don't know where they're going with this. If Moff Gideon is the big bad guy, I don't know if, like you said, like is Moff Gideon reporting to Grand Admiral Thrawn? I don't know those who he's reaching out to. We might find out very soon because they're leaving. He's going through hyperspace now to who knows where, but maybe we get next week more of more of that. You know, I'm noticing here a trend too, where if you've noticed that Mando kind of isn't always the star, like if you like this week in terms of screen time and everything, he was kind of the co-star you know, Boba Fett was really the star of this episode. Typically, now that the child—I mean, now that the child is is away from him—we're going to be splitting time more. I would think They're, we're going to see stuff with the child and his story. So that, to me, maybe means we're also going to get more Moff Gideon, whether it's you know in the in the next two weeks, and also a little bit of a backstory to maybe who he's reporting to what they want with him ultimately like what's this project that they're working on 
Right. And I guess Giancarlo Esposito plays Moff Gideon. He has said in an interview, I don't know if it was with E! News or Esquire. We talked about this um, last week. He has said, like, like, you're going to see, like, what he's capable of, like, skill-wise, I think, in season three. So it's like, well, wait a second. Like, okay, like, so maybe nothing too dramatic or epic, like, to, to kill him off at the end of season two. If that, I mean, maybe he's just saying that to say that, you know, where they just like, Hey, listen, you can't Disney tells these characters like, Hey, you you can say X, Y, and Z, or you can't say X, Y, and Z. Like maybe just that's, let yeah, us that's, to believe. That's weird that he was able to say that, but right. I, I don't, I still, but also don't, don't kill this man off so quick, quickly. Like you did Snoke. Don't do that. Like, I mean, people are like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Last Jedi, like, the big bad villain is now gone, you know? So, like, we also saw those creatures in that the, those, those tanks or those humans in those tanks. Like, are we getting, are we, we're, we're getting, we forget that story. There's so many storylines in this series. I just, every week, I think we still talk about it. Like, it, it's the saber, the child. Like you know, Moff Gideon. Like the, now, the there's hey, reach out to this Jedi. Like, well, that's there's the thing. a lot. He, man. he reached a lot out going on. Whatever he was doing when he was on the Seeing Stone, he he was, I'm assuming, communicating or or someone had to have heard heard him yeah. or you know reached out to him or whatever the case is. So I wonder. If we're going to get that too, you know, is this going to be, it would be really awesome for, for, you know, and in, in the finale, do we get like, do, does someone, does, does a Jedi come and, and kind of save the day? Is it help tip the scale and, 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 and like help Mando's team, so to speak? I don't know. If two things I want to say. Season one ended with a cliffhanger of the Darksaber. Yeah. That was that cliffhanger. Cliffhanger for season two or how it's, you know, maybe it does have a, you know, a, a, a not a happy ending, but like a, a, okay, we know now a perfect setup of where this is going for season three, but then they maybe open up something new. We're like, oh, okay, now this is, now this is part of the plot too like there's gonna be some sort of epic dramatic finish to this we're almost there you know now i think i can't even think that far ahead you know also in in life also with everything going on it's one day at a time i've been saying that to everybody who's the team who's gonna be the team with mando i think we should concentrate on that and save you know the big picture for next week a little bit but who's who's the team I can tell you now that I my feeling my gut is that Ahsoka is out, meaning that I think that like the conversation with like how we talked about Boba Fett, like I didn't think that they introduced him at the end of that episode the way that they did, only to say, Here's a tease and we're gonna do a spin off. I, I, I kind of said all along that this character i forget what episode we talked about it but remember i said that this he was going to loom over the 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 season and we were going to get him at some point um i think with ahsoka being that she had her own episode 
that was her introduction into live action. I think it's actually her who potentially is going to get some sort of spinoff, be it series or movies. There was a rumor posted, can't credit the site, don't know the site um, off the top of my head. Oh, that I she... She reportedly signed on for a three-movie deal. Yeah, so it makes sense that this last week was like her pilot almost, and that was like their test, like, okay, or here we are, we're introducing the character. Because you know the story is... I think set in this time frame. I if they go that route with her, there's she, no reason to go back. She's on her. First of all, she she also says she's on her own mission, right? So I don't think she's going to deviate from her mission because last week she could have easily said, "A, I'm going to tra- I'll train Grogu," or "B, I'll accompany you and I'll go to Tython with you," or whatever the case is. Like you're going to need my help. None of that. She's she, she's she saved doing, the day too. She saved the day. That town is 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 fixed. Yeah, but she's you know, she she's searching she might for. She's she's after Grand Admiral Thrawn. Maybe that means their paths cross. But I don't think that, that I don't think that she is going to leave her mission and do what she's doing to go with Mando. That's my guess. I could be totally wrong. That's just my feeling. I think it's more plausible that Bo-Katan who she kind of goes out of her way to say that like she she tried to recruit him like if you want to join us she tried to recruit him but also she kind of just like kind of put it out there like if you ever need anything like she kind of had that vibe where like it made me think that like mando could go back and say hey and 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 last bit there her mission and mando's mission are, are kind of the same thing meaning that she she's after Moff Gideon and the Dark Saber. Yes, sir. Mando's after Moff Gideon, obviously because he needs Grogu back. That's the it's the same thing. So they're kind of already on on a very similar path, which makes it makes me believe that if Mando goes to her and says, "Hey, listen, I'm assembling this team and we're going to take the fight to Moff Gideon," you know, she's she's. You know, hey, you're going to get what you want. I'm going to get what I want. I, I feel like maybe that's what's going to happen. We may see um, Bo-Katan with the staff to fight Moff Gideon. You know, if they pick if, if they pick her up in the Slave 1, if there's hopefully there's room in that thing. Um, <laughs> could, you, could you imagine real quick that on the, on the screen at the same time well, is, is Mando and Boba Fett and Bo-Katan? Yeah, people. It's like three. That's like three worlds colliding. Yeah, it's like people's. It's almost too much. It is. It is. It's thick. (laughs) It's insane. Yeah. So, like you said, um, what's her name? Sasha Banks said that was it for her. She did like an IG live interview. Like she's like, no more for me this season, unless she's told to say that. You know, I don't know, but I think that's. I I think I think we can do without her. Oh boy. So. I'm sorry. I'm gonna. I know. I'm. I know. I'm upsetting some people with that. Yeah. So, if she's told to say that, that's the truth. Whatever. But it's very possible we see Bo-Katan fight with the staff. Maybe Mando fights with the staff. But you're right. It's more in our wheelhouse or in the story's wheelhouse to kind of get Bo-Katan on board. So, it makes sense. So we would have Mando. We'd have Boba Fett. We'd have hopefully Mayfield. We would have Cara Dune. Cara Dune. Fennec. You know, we that's like our crew right there. 
I'm surprised that they would leave um, grief. Yeah, grief Karga out of it, but he, but he might he might just need to be on Navarro. Like that's 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 where he's he stands. That's that's his gig. He doesn't need to get involved in any other systems or planets business. It doesn't. You affect wonder. Him any. I don't know if there's anyone else that we're what we're overlooking or leaving out. Go back to Tatooine to get Cobb. You know he can well, maybe get him some armor. You know I don't know is the armor alive, or did she pass? I don't know. think that she was last seen like fending off stuff and then you know right. later on when they go back the lair's gone so you and the, you know yeah it's being raided so i don't i don't know that they officially you, you i don't think you know officially but i don't know if they, i mean if and if they go back to and they do go back to tatooine um i don't know how much help she would be but then you have amy sedaris's character who's mm-hmm. made repeat uh and she loves she loves the child. So could she, I don't know if she could help them in any way. Yeah, Maybe she gets them a there. ship or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Do you do you think um, two things? Do you think um, this is the end of for Boba Fett? Like maybe he doesn't make it, and Mando is given or takes over the slave one. That's his. <laughs> that's that's his ship. Oh man. Could be. It's what that would be. That would be wild. Hey, I did, it's, it's handed down. It stays within the fam, the 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 quote unquote family. The you know the it stays there. Maybe Mando gets the slave one at the end. You know the fan in me does not want that to be the end uh, for him. And at the same time, I I just don't know. I don't know what else that we can do with his story. Right. I mean, maybe he has a happy ending, you know, and they just put him back on Tatooine. He goes about his his life and he, he goes on his marriage. He just way. got his armor back. So I, I would like to see him, like, you, you know, go back to doing what he wants to do. Right. Where do you think there's no way that next week and the final episode are any shorter than 40 minutes each? I would say next week we're going to be in the wheelhouse of 40 minutes. And I think the finale's got to be upwards, just like episode, uh, the chapter eight or chapter nine. I'm sorry, fifty minutes as a finale. I hope, but again, I don't. I don't care. the The, the length of the episode doesn't matter to me. It's it's got to be, it's got to be the story. Again, this week yes. this they was, killed it in under half an hour. This was fun as a sense is we usually take notes. You have notes. I have notes. We kind of have like bullet points. We kind of flow. No notes. No notes. There was no. I had to write down the one girl's Instagram tag or handle so I could remember to reference how she felt about Boba Fett. But twenty-seven minute episode, thirty minute episode, talking for over an hour. There, well, there was just so much to to like uncover. And again, I, I just cannot like. I feel like I don't know how they could top this. They keep doing it. Every week they've done it. Every week has been better than the last. And this season is tenfold better than season one. I just, I can't believe what a time to be alive. 2020, this might be the best thing that happened this year. Second best thing, sorry. Right. I have a, we'll touch base with you. I have a surprise for you. It's, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it next week. I don't have you, but I have a surprise for you. It's awesome. Oh, wow. It's tying a few things together for you for the happen this year, but we'll touch base on it. 
Um, oh, okay. I'm, 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 my interest is peaked. Yeah. Um, I think um, we have we have enough planned for the rest of the year for you guys. We do. We have enough planned for the rest of the year um, after we wrap up Mando. Um, this was great. I think this is one of our best episodes. Not to give us a round of applause, but I think this was great. They gave us a layup with with episodes like this and it's not it's not hard to do this it's a little awkward uncomfortable we don't leave things out some people fact check us you know or or, you know give their two cents or you know it's um but this was a this was an easy this was an easy d way to lebron layup for us this was this was no joke. Like the classic, the classic shot well, that, that just happened ten years ago today. That's why I said that. But D, oh yeah, with D, yeah. With D, D Wade's like it's just that amazing yeah. shot where yeah. he's just like not even looking at what's happening. Behind Are you him. not entertained? Yeah, and he's just, he's just looking while LeBron's like dunking in the background. Yeah, so that, that is that is that is awesome. This this was an easy layup for us, and um, you know I I I got a, a great note from our buddy Evan who helped us with this podcast, and he's like. I know where you're at right now, like doing this, like being under 10 episodes in and like, you need to like keep going with this. And it's like with episodes like this and content like this, you know, it makes it so much easier. And I know we have 40 years of Star Wars to talk about. Once we're done with Mandalorian, we have 40 years of things to dive into. That's what we're going to do. We need to do things to set us apart from other Star Wars podcasts. We need to, our dynamic is different. Our point of view is different. And there's, there is not a, a, I don't even know, a drought of things to talk about. Like we have so much to touch base on and I am, this episode is maybe like, I'm really looking forward to what's next for the podcast in the new year. And once this series is done, I heard, I read this week, um, man, supposedly, wow. What was that? I just missed my mouth taking a drink of water. I just like threw that all of my. Yeah, shirt. I just you, just you just took a bath. Yeah. <laughs> wow. If you had gotten it on the laptop, geez. Uh, Thank I, God we don't do video yet. So right, I read twenty twenty one two things. Uh, just future Star Wars. They are starting to film in Boston. Uh, I believe it's this week. Obi Wan Kenobi. Obi Wan Kenobi yeah. series, which had been put off and rewritten, and all this crazy stuff, and then COVID. This week, uh, they're going to start filming in Boston. Hey, Obi Wan, you got to swing that light, the, the lightsaber. That's not even Boston. What was that? I don't know. It was like a lightsaber. It's like a spa for your car. For your car, you swinging that lightsaber, Obi Wan. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of it. Well, so. There's that, and I heard that uh, I heard that they are already in production on Cassian Andor. So the Rogue One prequel story, uh, Cassian and K two. So there's actually two more series, and again, if if this is to be believed, three, Bad Batch. Oh, Bad Batch animated. Uh, if you, if this is to be believed, I heard they are casting. I heard two roles for the Boba Fett spinoff. I, I take it with a grain of salt, but seems to be pretty reliable. Casting for Boba Fett spinoff, and I don't know if you knew this, but this is supposedly confirmed. Another new animated show taking place in the High Republic. 
Yes, I saw that as well. And um, it's time to dive into those books. Like I said, there's 40 years to talk about, but we need we need to stay relevant. I need to start learning how to read left to right, top to bottom. You know, I'm going to have to start learning how to do that again. But, you know, there's there's with or without new content, there's plenty for us to talk about. But with all this content, it it gives, like I said, it gives us this layup. It, it it makes it so much easier to do this, and it's it's a lot to look forward to. It's a great time to be a Star Wars fan. I think they need to Disney and Lucasfilm need to. I don't want to say tread lightly. I just think not to overload us, but please, I mean overload us. But people easily get confused. You know, like DC. I, if I want to jump into DC stuff as much as I think it's great. Like I almost don't know where to begin sometimes. Like when you're going to get this new Robert Pattinson film, you know? So when you go like, okay, we're going back to high Republic. Okay. Now it's, it's Clone Wars there. Oh, wait, Obi-Wan's alive. I thought he was dead. You and McGregor's back. Like it's gotta be strategically done. They know what they're doing, but it's gotta be strategically done. Oh, you mean like done. how in DC you're like, wait a minute, there was this Joker. Yes. Then there's this Joker. Yes. But then this Joker was like way better than that other Joker and it was more successful than the other Joker. But yes. then you get a director who said he's going to come back, but he's going to hire that same Joker from before that was bad. Yes. He's doing. Oh, okay. Okay. That's what and I'm then they're, and then they're like, somebody's going to give us a lot of flack. And for then this. they're giving <laughs> us they're 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 doing reshoots, but really he's like making a brand new movie because the other movie was yes. really, 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 really bad. Like that? Yeah, like You're talking that. You're like that? Yeah, that, that. Oh, and then I have to get an app so I can watch it? Well, you got to do that for this. But another app. I have to get another app if oh, I want to okay. watch, like if an, I, if an, I an watch ad, that. An additional app. An additional app. That right. I don't know if the content's all there. I mean, I heard that, you know, they're, they're going to have a, they're gonna have a, they're gonna have a new release around, around Christmas. Yeah. You can get excited for we're very lucky as Star Wars fans right now. It's a, it's a, it's it's a, <laughs> we're very fortunate for for everything and and this has been a great episode. I had fun. I had fun, man. We had a blast. I think I I think I said all there was to say. This was your episode. This is for you. Someone this, this was great. Someone should have clicked the talk time. Get it down. See minutes talked for you versus me. Is there a lot? Did I talk a lot? Oh, it was great. It was good. I was excited, man. There's just so much. There was so much good in this episode. It was better than again. It was. They just keep outdoing themselves. My favorite is my favorite one. I love that. Hopefully, I mean, I don't even need to say hopefully. We're in for a real treat for the next two weeks. Chapter fifteen and chapter sixteen are going to be awesome. I know it. I know it. We will be back next week. This has been. Fantastic. This has been a lot of fun. Cool. Um, it's All Wings Reported on Instagram. It's All Wings Reported on Facebook. It's All Wings Report on Twitter. Questions, comments, concerns. All Wings Report at gmail.com. Yeah, we're going to, we'll read it on the air. On the air next week. That's it. We um, send something in. Or, you know, for some people, I know the email things like, a little clanky because it's like what who i mean or it's old yeah you can get more instant despite especially DMing if you're already us. following us and you could just shoot a dm some people do shoot a dm but like just, yeah we talk a lot yeah we bring we we bring people up we're like oh this person said this but like yeah just hit us up even if it's just like even if it's something funny like you want to see something you have something funny to add I'm, I'm gonna like i'm gonna repeat it the meme exchange is there we're exchanging star wars memes yeah texting very early in the morning with some of you 
excuse me. Um, yeah, um, more to come from us. Uh, thank you all the uh, reviews and all the um, the ratings of the podcast. Super huge for us on Apple. I posted that video um, of just us being up in the main page algorithm when you search Star Wars on Apple Podcast. So keep them coming, guys. We appreciate your feedback. We appreciate you guys liking, subscribing, and listening all the way through the podcast. It does not go unnoticed. This is the way. See you later. Catch you next time.